Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm Robert Dawson. I'm, uh, I'm here this morning with Debbie Habel. She's the Executive Director of Amherst Habitat for Humanity. Mm -hmm. And tell me, Debbie, how long have you done this? I have been with Habitat for 14 years, eight years as the Executive Director, and prior to that I was on the Board of Directors and was the Vice President for one year and the President for four years. Awesome. <laughs> so tell us, how many houses since you've been there have you all constructed so far? Ten. Ten. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And that's we weren't lot. allowed to build during COVID, so that's two years of, you know, nothing. So, yeah. And probably about, probably done about 15 rehabs in that time. That's so. amazing. So I did not realize until I did some research that Habitat is in all 50 states in the United States. Mm -hmm. And also, of course, other countries. But since Habitat became into existence... As of the end of 2021, 4.1 billion homes built. 4.1 billion families. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely, mm -hmm. positively amazing to me. And we pay tithes to Habitat International, and we can designate where our tithe goes. So we help, uh, in my affiliate, uh, we do disaster. Um, so we built homes in other countries just by our 10% mm -hmm. of our tithe mm -hmm. going to international. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool too. It really is. And when I was researching, I knew because I know you personally that you all have an aspect of Habitat that actually goes in and helps people when there are disasters. So Yes, I was the um, construction manager for the tornado in Elon. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty amazing. There were... 45 houses destroyed and 30 of those were either uninsured or underinsured mm -hmm. so the ones that were uninsured we built houses for and the ones that were underinsured we just bridged that gap with mm -hmm. insurance joan phelps that was here with mm -hmm. you um, a few weeks ago she was on that board also um, but we bridged that gap uh, to making people whole that was our our um charge from FEMA was to mm -hmm. make people whole so um, I brought in paint and doorknobs and everything else that I could get my hands on free and um, um, a grant for $23,000 and um, it was over $100,000 that, that uh, we brought in to help bridge mm -hmm. that gap mm -hmm. so. and and that also includes setting up some sort of temporary shelters or that was all done through the Amherst disaster recovery group so okay. so they did the shelters um they did the well, gleaning for the world did the mm -hmm. food um then was it hurricane michael hit that was texas gulf florida everything mm -hmm. so i took over the food distribution mm -hmm. too through gleaning um but that it, that was an amazing time to to be able to help people just you know get back to their own lives that's awesome <clears throat> i did not realize that habitat is a christian organization we're a faith-based organization um, yes but not discriminatory and and helps everybody regardless right. of faith absolutely which is so incredible mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i was i love mission statements <laughs> So, uh, mission statement, seeking to put God's love into action, Habitat for Humanity brings people together to build homes, communities, and hope. Yes. Uh, vision statement, 
which I love because they're supposed to be simple. A world where everyone has a decent place to live. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think this is so incredible because um, 42 years ago, you and I were working together at a real estate office, which is how I met you. Mm -hmm. And so the passion for finding people places to live Mm -hmm. is uh, hopefully in the hearts of every realtor. But you all's work is so much more than that, and it's so much more in-depth. Yes, which is absolutely incredible. Yes, we are the, uh, I'm the loan officer. Every year I have to take all of the American Banking Institute classes. Um, You know, you have to stop sometimes and just go, okay, center myself and figure out what I'm supposed to be doing now because we're the loan officer, we're the contractor with, Mm -hmm. Um, I teach the financial classes, the whole you know, mm-hmm. shebang. So it, it's um, very involved. And like I said, you have to just stop and say, where am I now? <laughs> mm-hmm. What's amazing to me is as I talk to people that are with nonprofits, and it's what I asked Joan Phelps, you know, can, can you get it done, all, all everything done in a day? Oh, no. The answer is always oh, no. no. Oh, no. Um, and I'm sure you in the evenings, even though you're trying to have downtime, you're thinking about what you could be doing or should be doing. What is what downtime? Is downtime? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea personally, <laughs> no. but that's just No, me. I start answering emails at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and um, the last thing before I turn my light off at night is check my phone to see if I've got any more <laughs> emails in. So it's, it's yeah, and seven days a week, and there is no such thing as vacation or holiday <laughs> or, you know. <laughs> you know. Well... We have a lot in common with that, then. <laughs> so tell us about, because I, I'm really, I, you have a restore now, I guess. It's, no. No. What is your, what's the technical? Indoor yard sale. Okay. A restore takes about 10,000 square feet to mm-hmm. make a profit. And um, as you know, you came to my, my open house. Centra uh, donated the old Rehab Associates building to us to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 3,000 square feet. It's not enough room to be a restore. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't meet all the qualifications. Plus, um, you know, with having to have the truck, having to have more employees and stuff, we just can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the indoor yard sale, we're only open Thursdays and Fridays, half days, and we've already built a house out of that store. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it... it um, it does well. Everything is donated. We can't really call it a store. It is truly a yard sale because we don't purchase anything for resale. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is donated. Uh, where most of your restores have uh, paint, paint brushes, you know, okay. that sort of thing. Um, flooring. We mm-hmm. don't do any of that. It's just whatever's donated. So the bigger cities, cities would have restores, but smaller county um, habitats would have something like what you have. I don't know that... Um, anybody has done what we've done? Well, that's what I was um, thinking. I don't know of any counties. I know Roanoke started their restore by having once a, once a month um, yard sale. They had a shed in the back. Mm-hmm. And um, I can remember the executive director um, speaking in a meeting years ago saying that um, she didn't see how it was going to be, you know, her office wanted to do it, and she was like, okay. And um, she said when she was driving to work 
that's for Saturday morning that they were open. There were people lined up, and she's like, well, darn, <laughs> this is going to work. That store is um, huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really haven't been to the one here in Lynchburg for a long time, but I've been to the one in Roanoke a couple of times, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. enormous. It is enormous, and it's great, and we enjoy working with them. Um with different projects. Like I was speaking earlier, Earthcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where my construction manager went to to um, uh, talk to them about their building and uh, took an Earthcraft class with mm-hmm. the um, construction manager at Roanoke. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we do trade information mm-hmm. back and forth with that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So... The Earthcraft homes are a lot more energy efficient. Extremely energy efficient. And, um, for instance, the crawl space. Um, Anyone with a crawl space has the little vents on the side that you uh, open in the summer for airflow, close in the winter. Earthcraft does not have any um, airflow in the basements. It is spray foamed all the way around. And then the um, your HVAC has a duct for air conditioning and heating into that crawl space. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be as warm or as cold as the upstairs of the house because it's just the one vent. But it keeps it, it conditioned mm-hmm. to the point that you're not going to have mold and mildew and so forth. Um, instead of a crawl space, just a um, OSB or mm-hmm. plywood door, you actually put an outside door and they're just built um, to your specifications mm-hmm. of height so um, you know four foot five foot door instead of a full-size door but it is an insulated exterior door um, so much more energy efficient and the heating system and I probably will not say any of this correct um, the heating system that goes in that house, the heat pump is about thirteen thousand dollars instead of your standard seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars on the heat pump, seven thousand, eight thousand. It has can't think of the terminology that they use, but anyway, it takes the airflow that your HVAC people actually put in your your um, vents, your roof vents, mm-hmm. your um, um, dryer vent and all that and it captures the heat from those and pulls it back into the house mm-hmm. the the vent in the ceiling will pull in you like your bathroom fan will pull in air from the exterior and express that back out instead of taking the heat out of the room or the air conditioning out of the room so very efficient it's it's um, amazing. it's a cool thing That's yeah amazing. um they cost quite a bit more to build but um we believe in sustainability mm-hmm. and durability, not just putting a roof over someone's head. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can't afford the electricity bill, what have you done? You know. So um, when we build, we build um, the Earthcraft. We build above the county code. The county code requires one thirty-six inch door in a bedroom, one thirty-six inch door in a bathroom. <clears throat> we put 36-inch doors everywhere. I don't believe if someone in the future ends up in a wheelchair that they shouldn't be able to go through their mm-hmm. whole house. That's right. Um, and we do the five-foot uh, radius in the kitchen and in the bathroom, so you've got wheelchair accessibility there. <clears throat> we do the um, low-profile front door uh, or, or a covered porch 
um, for ease to get in, and we make sure that that porch itself is low profile because you have to have an inch of rise for every, uh, I mean, a, a foot of run for every inch of rise on a porch. So you've got a 36-inch high porch. You've got a 36-foot ramp that's mm-hmm. weaving through the yard. Mm-hmm. So we try to buy, build that one door that's a very low porch so that if they do have to have a ramp in the future, it's a very small ramp. Mm-hmm. And you even, you were just talking about the hallways being 42 inches mm-hmm, wide. Mm-hmm. 36 is code. Mm-hmm. So we'll be, we build 42. Um, you know, why not? Well, having taken care of my mother for 12 years, and, <clears throat> and we were talking about that, that the gurneys are so large now, and they're, they're not going to get in and out of a 36-inch hallway. Right. So getting back to the indoor yard sale, are you able to take everything that people want to donate? Actually, we take everything. <clears throat> if we were a restore, there's limits on things they can take. The only thing I have ever turned away, <clears throat> excuse me, allergies. Um, the only thing I've ever turned away is a big box TV because mm-hmm. there's just no market mm-hmm. for that. Um, we have uh, several gentlemen that are retired or disabled that take uh, old refrigerators and stoves, even if they don't work, mm-hmm. uh, for scrap metal. Um, we work through social services. Every suitcase that comes in our office, we give to Child Protective Custody. That's I love amazing. doing stuff like that. Um, sheets, twin-size mm-hmm. sheets, social services. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miriam's house, we've donated mm-hmm. a bunch of, of curtains and, and uh, shower curtains and bath rugs and, and all that sort of thing to Miriam's house to help those people set up homes. Um, we provided pots and pans and dishes for the veterans, um, Valor Farm, the mm-hmm. tiny homes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, no, that's not Amherst County, but, mm-hmm. you know, I believe those veterans fought for Amherst County, too. That's exactly know? right. So anything that we can do to, to help other organizations, we do. Um, because we aren't... With you know, with the re- with the full restore, and having to pay rent on the building, which we don't, um, having to pay extra employees and and all the things that are incorporated to that, not having to do that, means that we don't have to count those pennies. Mm-hmm. We can be generous with other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. So if somebody calls us from another nonprofit and says, "Hey, we need." then they get. Uh, Rick Hughes with Warm Streets. Rick Mm -hmm. and I went to school together since the fourth grade. And um, every year we do a stocking hat, socks, scarves, rain ponchos, gloves, drive. And if you buy something new for Warm Streets and give it to us, we give you a 25% off coupon for anything in our store. And that our prices are quite low because we're only 3,000 square feet. We need to get things in and move them yeah, out. Yes. And um, so, you know, I would say our the average price of everything in the store, most everything is under $10. So 25% off, that really gives you a good bargain. Um, matter of fact, we just got a big donation from Ermley Clock of brand new furniture. And um, so last Thursday and Friday, we had 50% off of everything in the store, with exception of we have one donor that brings us gemstone rings. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we did not discount those. And um, everything else in the store was 
50% off. And people would come in and look at the tag and say, <clears throat> you've already marked it down? No. You know, it's one lady was table was $12 and she said, this is already marked down. I said, no, you get the table for six. And she's like, uh, what? <laughs> you know? So it's, it's pretty cool to, to you, serve the county in that way. Do you have people... So the donations to the indoor yard sale, do the people that, do they bring those things to you or do mm -hmm. you? We do not have the capability of, being pick a, of, of picking mm -hmm. up. So it's all donated. We have the ring system on our doors. So um, they can bring stuff even after hours mm -hmm. and we'll know it that's awesome mm -hmm. that's amazing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so tell us a little how many people are on your board oh about 15 it and, fluctuates and uh, I, I can imagine <laughs> yes it does and how often do you all meet every second monday mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so once a month mm -hmm. and how long are you all normally in a meeting i try to get them out of there in an hour mm -hmm. and if it's not all if it's, I've got a great board. If it's something going on during the month that I need guidance on or a vote on or something, I email them, I get it. Um, so it takes less time at the meeting. <clears throat> so what type of mortgages do these people get for these houses? You said that's something that you help with. Uh, yes, I'm the qualified loan originator and we are self-financing. 0% mm -hmm. mortgage. We can put, and, and the way our, our program works with the build, um, since we didn't build during COVID, I'm not sure what our building cost is going to be now. But let's say it appraises for 200 and it cost us about 110 to build. We're going to sell it for that 110. We're going to put a mortgage, a second mortgage, on the equity in the house. So the equity is ours, mm -hmm. but as they pay their mortgage off, they get credit on the second. Mm -hmm. um, but we're there to build their wealth through home ownership, not mm -hmm. to make them wealthy. Mm -hmm. So they can't move into one of our houses, immediately sell it, and get all the equity. That equity is stretched out over the 20-year, 30-year loan. Mm -hmm. We self-finance it at 0%, so most of my houses are... Um, you know, under $250 a month. Mm -hmm. Section 8, for the most part, is around $600 a month. Mm -hmm. So I can put you in a house cheaper than you can get in Section mm -hmm. 8. <laughs> you know, that's well, that's incredible, <clears throat> but, mm -hmm. but what, kind of, what kind of waiting list do you have? Um, we do things a little differently. Habitat International gives us the freedom of knowing our neighborhood and doing mm -hmm. what our neighborhood needs. Um, the figures I'm going to share with you are heartbreaking, to say the least. Um, you've probably never heard of the ALICE study. Mm -hmm. ALICE is Asset Limited Income Constrained but Employed. Mm -hmm. um, those figures are done by United Way mm -hmm. after every census. And the ALICE figures for Amherst County play out at... Um, for the state, 10% of the population is below federal poverty guidelines. Amherst County is 13%, so we're higher than the state average. That bothers me, but what really bothers me is the ALICE figure 
like I said, asset limited, income constrained, but employed. So that's people that are juggling their bills. Mm-hmm. You know, you pay your water bill this month, you pay your, mm-hmm. your uh, electricity bill the next month, and then mm-hmm. you juggle them the next month so that nobody cuts you off. The state is 29% of the population is Alice. Amherst County is 56%. 56% of the people That's can't pay the bills. Incredible. That's, you know, and our population has gone from 32,000 down to 31,288 or something like that. So when you stop and think 56% of the households can't pay their bills, and the average household is right around four people, three point something, we're talking. You know, 8,000 families are all that have any money left over to help fund us. So our waiting list, what we do, because I feel it's so important because of those ALICE figures, we, Habitat, Habitat International's ruling is that you have to take a financial class before Mm-hmm. And the the affiliates have their choices as to how to do that financial class. Um, I teach my financial classes before I choose my homeowners. Mm-hmm. So if you were having trouble paying your bills, which we both know you don't, but if you did, you could come take my class even though you don't qualify for Habitat. I might do that anyway. Okay. I, I, I'd probably learn a lot. <laughs> and our average... Um, student is raising their credit score 100 to 200 points mm-hmm. with this class. It's um, six meetings, uh, about an hour to two hours each meeting, and you do have homework, and we, like I said, we meet for, six, uh, for, for 12 weeks um, every other week. And it's amazing what they learn. It's amazing what they've never been taught. Mm-hmm. Um, their attitudes are credit cards are evil. Credit cards just get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, you and I both know if you don't have credit cards, you don't have credit. Mm-hmm. So how to handle those credit cards, how to handle your income, um, it's all so very important. And I do have people that take our classes that make more money than you can make with Habitat. We are on a sliding scale based on the number of people in the family, uh, in the household. Um, so with that being said, if you can come into my class and take this and improve yourself, then then why should I limit, you know, to the, teaching the class just to the one person or the two people or the three people that are chosen for the year? Mm-hmm. So, so um, you know, we'll have... Um, my first class, I had 28 people apply for it. The second class, I had 48 families apply for it. Right now, we've got probably about 15 families, and we'll be teaching a class probably early summer. We'll have another class. So. I think it's so amazing, though, because I, I, I'm going to I'll stay off of my soapbox, but I feel like that the United States of America was built by the middle class. Mm-hmm. And the middle class was always the backbone of the United States mm-hmm. of America. And the middle class is virtually gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, you have people that are wealthier, you have people that are not. And therefore, there's so many more of these people that need this assistance. Right. They need this help. Right. And to me, it would be, for you, the most heartbreaking part of your 
position as not being able to help more of these mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. We keep a folder of referrals. Mm-hmm. So if it's someone that doesn't qualify for us, we have places that we can send them to to help mm-hmm. hopefully get the help that they need because we do have a minimum as well as a maximum mm-hmm. income. Um, but it is, it's, it's very amazing work. I, you know, I was when I was doing some research, there was the mention of one child on the website that was 13, age 13, and had lived in 13 different mm-hmm. homes, mm-hmm. meaning apartments to families mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. whatever. You think of that child that... The parents, I mean, because because we're working with the working, you know, they have to have a job, they have to be working. So you're, you're talking about the, the, the working force public, and they get sick, and they miss a work, you know, a week from work, and there goes everything because they don't, they can't pay their rent, they can't mm-hmm. do this. So when that child, you know, comes up on the school bus, and they... Parents are sitting there with the car loaded because they've been mm-hmm. kicked out again. What's the stability in that child's life to encourage them to do well in school? Mm-hmm. It's not there. And I'm going to tell a quick story. I know our time is running short, but um, talk about heartstrings. Uh, one of my houses, I was actually there planting the shrubs myself while the um, parents had gone to get another load of furniture and the kids got off the school bus there. Well, they saw me and they came running down the driveway, Miss Debbie, Miss Debbie. And um, I hugged them and told them that um, their bedroom furniture was already here. Take into account that it takes with volunteer labor, it takes, you know, five to six months to build a house. Mm -hmm. The family has to put in 300 hours of sweat equity. There was no one to take care of these kids, so they stayed on the job site, and they run in the house, and they see their bedrooms, and I'm outside, and I can hear them screaming, it's true, it's true, it's really true, this is our house. And you stop and think, how much heartbreak have those kids seen that with all the time they've spent there, they still didn't think it was true. Mm-hmm. They just thought somebody was pulling their chain again, mm-hmm. you know, and and that was just an amazing, amazing thing. Well, it's very true, and, and mental stability cannot be created without a sanctuary and mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. a place every night to lay, mm-hmm. to lay your head. And the stability of That's that. That's exactly yes. right. Yes. So Debbie Hagel with... Amherst Habitat for Humanity. Thank you so much. Stick the county in there because um, Amherst, Massachusetts and Amherst somewhere else has Amherst Habitats. We're Amherst County Habitat. Everybody everybody knows who and where you are. And I'm going to make sure you get a lot of donations. But thank you so much for being here. (laughs) It was awesome. It was good to see you again. Always good to see you. I know. Mm -hmm. And please tell my namesake hello. Okay, we'll do that. Thank you so much. (laughs)